we hope it won't be your last time. You do only come one time as a guest. After that, we just claim you and are so thrilled that you are here this morning in the presence of the Lord. And uh, I'm getting ready to deliver the word of the Lord. I do want to make an announcement. Uh, I want to announce that tonight we're going to have a great time in the house of the Lord right here at Tree of Life Church. Uh, But we're going to be hearing from some very special people. We're going to be hearing from young people who were a part of North American Youth Congress. One of the most outstanding events that, uh, that you could ever arrive at. In fact, close to 40,000 people. Might be one of the largest, if not the largest, oneness Pentecostal gathering, maybe in history. An amazing, in, in the United States, in the United States. And uh, we're so thrilled for this and so amazed at what God did. God filled several with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We're going to have four baptized today. Four baptized today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The Bible tells a story of a man who waited by the waters and said, I'm going to wait till the angel comes down and troubles the waters. And when the angel troubles the waters, I'm going to get in and get my healing. Well, the waters are going to be troubled today. So if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, go ahead and jump on in. The water's great. The water's great. Amen. We're looking forward to all that the Lord is going to do. Before I preach today, I want to do something. I would like to ask Brother Gary and Sister Jackie Moore, if they would, just to come on up to the front here. This is a very special uh, couple that we have loved. They've been here for all, all their lives. Sister Jackie Moore, from birth, amen, has been a part of Tree of Life Church. And we love this couple so much. They left a couple of weeks ago for Italy to go and arrange situation because they're going to be moving to Italy. And we were afraid that, that, that they had gone to Italy and we wouldn't get to see them before they went. But they're so kind and they came home today. And we want to just keep them here. But the Lord has other plans. But we're going to pray for them and ask God to just extend his mercy to them. We love this couple. And the things they've done for Tree of Life Church through the years just cannot be measured. The lives of people that they've impacted, the ministries that they've been involved with. And I want us, if we could, just to extend our hand to them today in the name of Jesus and pray God's blessing upon them. Lord, we pray for Brother Gary and Sister Jackie Moore, Lord, that you'll be with them as they travel. Lord, as they, as they relocate to a nation, Lord, a nation that needs your precious truth. I pray, Lord, that you'll bless them, lead them. Lord, send your angels to go before them. Comfort them, I pray, in Jesus' name. Let them feel the prayers of your people abiding them. Oh, God, I thank you for their ministry, for their lives, for their example. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you overshadow them, undergird them, encompass them. Lord, let the mighty power of the Holy Ghost go before them. In the name, the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can we all say, in Jesus' name. Can we clap our hands unto God and give Him praise. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. They, of course, will always have a home right here at Tree of Life Church. And uh, we, don't let you, we don't let folks just go. You always got a home right here. The Tree of Life Church, and we're so thankful for that, thankful for you here today. The Lord has something very special in store for us this morning. You believe that? You're not here by accident. 
the Lord has you here on purpose. And I want his word to speak to our hearts this morning. I'm reading from the gospel according to Luke. The gospel according to Luke in the 17th chapter. Luke chapter 17. And we will begin reading at the 26th verse. The word of the Lord says this. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank. They married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Remember Lot's wife. Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. And I want to concentrate our attention on this 32nd verse that very simply says, Remember Lot's wife. I would like to preach to you this morning on this subject by the help of God. Have we forgotten Lot's wife? Have we forgotten Lot's wife? Can we go to the Lord together in in anticipation of His holy word this morning? In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your spirit. I pray, Lord, that you will move in this house. Allow your word to have free course. Lord, allow the preaching of your word to go forth in clarity. Lord, in charity. Lord, let it go forth in boldness. Let the truth be spoken in love. Oh, God, I pray that it will prick our hearts and draw us closer to you. Let your anointing rest upon your messenger and upon your people today. We love you. We thank you. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen Amen. and amen. You may be seated this morning in the name of the Lord. Abraham, the father of the faith, faithful and and a man of great faith who really showed us what faith looks like in that he walked away from his father's house and his father's kindred in order to follow after the leading of the Spirit of God. He sat in the door of his tent in the plains of Mamre. There were three men that approached him while he sat there. And uh, he immediately apparently perceived that they were messengers from the Lord. He jumped to attention. He ran to them. He fell down on his face to the ground. He welcomed them to his tent. He ran hastily to the flock and gathered a a calf. He ran to Sarah. The Bible says he ran. Abraham did a lot of running in in this whole episode. He was running here and running there. And uh, you know how when an unexpected guest arrives, you, you get to running. And Abraham did that. He ran to Sarah, 
bake an unleavened cake, Sarah, quickly. We have guests. He ran to the flock and said, I need a calf. Quickly, quickly, come on. Do it fast, faster. And then he welcomed them in and he talked with them. And they, in that whole experience, that encounter, explained to him that God was, in fact, going to give him this promised son. Abraham had already received this word from the Lord, but they were letting him know again that this absolutely shall come to pass. Of course, they were well past the years of childbearing age. And when Sarah heard it, she famously or infamously laughed. They heard her laugh and said, why do you laugh? And she said, I I didn't laugh. And they said, no, we heard you laugh. It's all in there, that whole little exchange. And Abraham was ready to release them. They were leaving. The Bible says that they, they kept looking in the direction of Sodom. They just kept looking in the direction of Sodom and, and communed among themselves. Should we tell Abraham what's getting ready to happen? He's a man that God has ordained to be a great nation, a man of a father of many nations. And, and, and should we withhold from him this information? about what is about to happen as they looked off in the distance at Sodom. Now you must understand, Sodom was a bustling city, but the wickedness of that city was great. The Bible says that the men of the city of Sodom did wickedly before the Lord exceedingly. This was going on long before this passage that I'm describing, Genesis 18, Genesis 17, 18, and 19, this wickedness was occurring in Genesis 13, when Abram, his name was Abram then, and his nephew Lot began to divide themselves and go in separate ways. And Abram said, you choose. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. You choose. It's up to you. And Lot said, as he looked upon the well-watered plains of Sodom, I choose Sodom. And Abram, of course, went to another place. The Lord said to him in that moment, he said, look northward, southward, eastward, westward, all that you see, I have given unto you. But Lot didn't have the faith or the vision of Abram, and he chose the well-watered plains of Sodom. But in that moment, The men of the city of Sodom were already doing wickedly, exceedingly before the Lord. Even though the city was so full of wickedness, Lot chose to pitch his tents toward Sodom. And he inclined his life toward Sodom. He leaned toward Sodom. He chose Sodom because of the economic prosperity that was available to him. But here on this day on the plains of Mamre, shortly after giving to Abraham this word that he would have a promised son, that it would come to pass, these three men left him with one final word. Sodom is going to be destroyed. If you have family there, you need to let them know to get out of Sodom. If you've got any relatives, any loved ones in Sodom, you need to go and sound the alarm because the Lord is going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and nothing will ever grow there again. 
By the time God gets done destroying these cities because of their exceeding wickedness, nothing will ever grow there again. This was, of course, the famous moment in Scripture when Abraham, when the men left him, the Bible says he did not leave the presence of the Lord. He stayed in the presence of the Lord and said, Oh, Lord, will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? He said, Lord, if there be 50 righteous, would you please spare the city? And the Lord said, if there be 50 righteous, I will spare the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. It is interesting, that prayer, because we see the wickedness of our world. I wonder how many times we have prayed as intricately for our world as Abraham was praying for Sodom and Gomorrah. We have often talked about that the judgment of God is coming. And we know that the judgment of God is coming. I wonder how many times we've said, Lord, would you destroy the righteous with the wicked? In fact, Abraham knew he was treading upon sacred ground and he he proceeded to step a little further. He said, oh Lord, be not angry. But if there's 40 righteous, will you save the cities? The Lord said, if there are 40 righteous, I will save the cities. He said, oh Lord, be not angry. But if there are 30 righteous, oh Lord, be not angry. But if there are 20 righteous, oh Lord, be not angry. But if there are 10 righteous. And he stopped praying at that point. The reason I believe that he stopped praying is because he knew of 10 that should have been righteous. He had a nephew who long before had pitched his tents towards Sodom. And Lot had exactly, as we can confirm in scriptures, ten members of his family. There was Lot and there was Lot's wife. There were Lot's sons. There were Lot's daughters-in-law. There were Lot's daughters There were Lot's daughters' sons-in-law. Two of the daughters did not know a man. That means they weren't married. So if he had two sons-in-law, that meant he had two daughters that were married. Lot had exactly ten members in his family. That we can confirm maybe more. But we can confirm ten members in Lot's family. I know for a fact that Abraham knew of ten people who should have been righteous. Oh, God. See, you think you're not hurting anybody when you decide to veer off into unrighteousness. But I want you to know that the righteousness that God has given unto you and that you have in Christ Jesus, it's not just a covering for you. You don't know how many people your prayers have protected and how many people your integrity. You don't know how many people in your sphere that God would have judged them had it not been for you. But because of the love you have for them and because of the, of the practice of, of godliness that you have before the Lord, God withheld his hand. You just don't know. Abraham said, I know of ten who should be righteous. And he went to Lot and gave him the word, Lot, you've got, you've got a very short amount of time. God is going to destroy the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. 
I know we thought that it was just these are the wicked cities. That these are the cities that do great wickedness and that's just the way it's always been. And that appears to be the way it's always going to be. But it's not so, Lot. They're going to go down in an instant. God, the mighty God, the almighty God of heaven is going to cast fire and brimstone down upon Sodom and Gomorrah and you've got to get out and you've got to get your family out. You've got to get your wife. You've got to get your children out. The two men came to Lot and told Lot, you've got to get your entire family out of Sodom. The time is short. The time is coming. You have to get your entire family out. Two messengers from the Lord. Let Lot know you gotta, you've got to move. You've got to move now. Lot went and told his sons-in-law, he said to his sons-in-law, we've got to go. God is going to destroy this, these cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. But the Bible says that he seemed to them as one that mocketh. He actually seemed, when they heard him say it, it appeared to them or seemed to them that he was being facetious. That he was being sarcastic. God's going to destroy these cities, in quotation marks. It just appeared, I don't know why he appeared that way. My, my conjecture is that maybe they'd never heard him be serious about the things of God. Maybe he didn't know how to stop playing games long enough to be serious about the things of God. Maybe he didn't know how to crack a Bible open. Maybe he never did make a big deal about going to the house of God to worship the Lord. Maybe they'd never heard him pray before. Maybe they never saw him worship before. Maybe they never saw him put God first in his life. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that when the time came that a serious sound of alarm and warning was needed, he was not a trusted messenger. And the time was short. Fire, the infernal fire of God was building. It was it was billowing in the heavens and God had waited till he would wait no more and he looked down upon this evil this exceeding evil this exceeding wickedness this violence and this perversion of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and he would wait no longer he was going to pour out his judgment and only by the prayers of Abraham did he step in to rescue Lot and his family from the from the judgment of God. And so they did. They, they left the city. And do you know that the two men that were with them said, you got to go to the mountain. You've got to escape up to the mountain. And Lot looked at them and said, no, no, no. I don't want to go to the mountain. I want to go somewhere. He again began to look at a place that could sustain he and his family. He just wasn't given to trusting God. He always looked for well-watered plains from an earthly perspective. He always looked for what he could calculate and strategize and consider as being the, the best way forward. It didn't matter what God said. It didn't matter what the messenger of God said. Lot had an idea of how this needed to work. And so even while he is leaving Sodom, he's already arguing with God. I don't want to go to the mountain. I want to go to a place that I would designed for myself but the bible says that the same day that lot left sodom that the fire began to fall upon that city 
And when the fire began to fall upon that city, the Bible said there was a warning. Do not look back. Don't look over your shoulder. Don't yearn for it. Don't long for it. Don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Don't hesitate. Don't be have trepidation. Don't look back on what God has delivered you from. You just know that the Lord delivered you with a strong hand and a stretched out arm. I've got plans for you. I've got a place for you. I've got a promise for you. I've got a mountain for you. Look forward. Don't look back. But the Bible says that in that moment, Lot's wife decided she would look back. Don't ask me why. I don't know why. People have tried to speculate as to why. They've tried to speculate as maybe she was just a mother who, who looked back and, and it doesn't appear that her sons-in-law took Lot serious enough and maybe they and her daughters who were married to them stayed back and maybe her mother's heart yearned for it. We don't know. We don't know if she just looked back on precious memories. We don't know. But what we do know is that she wasn't prepared to go forward. She was looking back. But the thing she was looking back on was the very thing God was judging. So when we look at the ministry of Jesus in Luke chapter 17, when he is, he is taking a moment here to describe that there is a day coming that you've got to be ready for. The day when the Son of Man shall be revealed. There's going to be a day when the, when the eastern sky will open. When he'll set his foot upon the Mount of Olives. There's going to come a time when he will come forth upon a white horse. And out of his mouth will be a two-edged sword. And there'll be a name written on him that no man has ever known. See, we know the name Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is the name that saves. Jesus is the name that heals. Jesus is the name that delivers. That is the name of God. But the Bible says there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. But there's a name written on him that we don't even know yet. and you think you know everything there is to know about him. He's got a whole name we've never heard. I want you to know, eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared for us. Hallelujah. Jesus said there's coming a day when the, when, the, when the Lord is going to return. And I don't know if there's ever more urgent moment than right now to preach to you. Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming back. You can call me old-fashioned if you want to. I receive that as a compliment. Jesus is coming back for a glorious church, for a spotless bride without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish, washed in the blood of the Lamb of God. He's not coming back for a compromising church. He's not coming back for a gossiping church. He's not coming back for a malicious church. He's not coming back for a divided church. He's coming back for a glorious church. And we have to be ready. Jesus said, you got to be ready. 
He said, it's going to be as in the days of Noah when they were drinking and they were eating and they were marrying and giving in marriage. In other words, they were living it up. They were, they were participating in things. They were being promiscuous. And they were living a life of sensuality. They concentrated on what they ate, what they drank, who they were with in an intimate way. Sound like 2019 to me. And he said, it's going to be just as it were in the days of Noah when the Son of Man shall be revealed. God help you who may sit here and think, I've been hearing this all my life and it still hasn't happened yet. I'm going to tell you, if you aren't paying attention to what's happening around you, you are like Lot's son-in-laws who thought that this was all a bunch of mockery, that this was something that made no sense, that this was facetiousness, that this was sarcasm. You better wake up and you better get your house in order. You got to get your things together. Hallelujah. I wish I could tell somebody about five wise virgins and five foolish virgins, five wise virgins who prepared by bringing oil in their lamps but five foolish virgins who were unprepared because they didn't have oil in their lamps. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp. I pray give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning, 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 burning. Hata shandalaba till the break of day. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is coming back. The Son of Man shall be revealed. Hallelujah. It's going to be like in the days of Noah. It's going to be like in the days of Lot. In the days of Lot, understand, ladies and gentlemen, it was like any other day. They ate. They drank. They bought. They sold. They planted. They built it. They went to school. They went to work. Went out to eat, drove up and down the highways, went on strolls. They were just living normal, ordinary lives. Clouds weren't gathering. Lightning wasn't flashing. They didn't have a bunch of sirens going off. It wasn't, it wasn't like what you and I may think it was. It was an ordinary, average day. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire. Now we think a big, a big ball came out of heaven. Maybe that is what happened. I don't know. But what I do know is the scripture says it rained fire. Fire fell like rain. Fire fell like rain. Brimstone fell like rain. It was like brimstone drops. Drops of fire began to cover that city. And anything that was flammable 
caught on fire. Anything that could be shaken was shaken. And then he stops in the middle of this and he says, when that happens, because it's going to happen, on the day that the Son of Man is revealed, when it happens, don't you go back into the house for the things that are so important to you. Leave it behind. He said, don't go back into the field for the things you think you need. Leave it behind. Then he, then he, then he stops and he gives us an ominous admonition. An admonition that I submit we have completely disregarded. In 2019, he said, remember Lot's wife. He didn't even say remember Lot. He didn't even say remember Abraham. He didn't say remember Sarah. He said, remember Lot's wife. I know she seems like an insignificant part of the story. Because the part of the story we like to think about is the fire and the brimstone. The part of the story that is amazing is that, is that in one day the wrath and the judgment of God fell. And we like to think about the fact that these were exceedingly wicked individuals who were filled with the lusts, perverted lusts of their flesh. And they were violent and, and God judged it and God poured out his wrath upon it, his righteous indignation. But there's a character in this story that you and I cannot afford to forget about. And she is so significant that Jesus decided to pin in red letters that the church never forget the temptation of turning around. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you that the Son of Man shall be revealed and fire is going to fall and brimstone is going to fall and it's going to happen on a day like any other ordinary average day. But you hear what I'm telling you. While this is developing, there's going to be a temptation for people who God is trying to deliver. There's going to be a temptation in them to turn around oh God I can feel it in the Holy Ghost I can feel the urgency of the word of God to speak to somebody I don't know what it is you're turning around for but there's nothing there's nothing to look back on in the name of Jesus Christ, have we forgotten Lot's wife? In the moment that she turned around, the Bible said that in that moment she became a pillar of salt. She turned to powder. It actually means she was pulverized in that moment. She didn't get judged by the fire. She didn't get judged by the brimstone. She had a way of escape. But because she turned back while God was delivering her, she was pulverized in that moment. And I have this concern, this righteous concern this morning, that there are some people who don't realize the danger of looking back. 
you have forgotten Lot's wife. Even though the Lord of hosts, the King of glory, the great I am, thought it significant enough to remind you, remember Lot's wife. When you look over your shoulder thinking you're missing out on something going on in the world, remember Lot's wife. When you look over your shoulder wishing you could go back to the club, wishing you could go back to living the way you used to live, the devil began to tempt you to return. Hallelujah. Like a dog would return to his vomit. Like a pig would wallow in its mire. What are you looking back for? What is it that you miss? What are you willing to trade peace for? What are you willing to trade joy for? Why do you want that depression? He took that spirit of heaviness off of you and he gave you a garment of praise. You've got to look forward, not back. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't want to stand before him and have to give account because I'm going to have to do that. I said, I'm going to have to do that. That's what preachers have to do. Pastors have to give account for the people that they minister to. So, so I've got to actually stand before the Lord and say, Lord, I preached the truth. I can't stand there and say I was afraid to preach the truth. I was afraid they would leave. I was afraid they would stop supporting the church. I was afraid they would turn their back on me and, and the kingdom work that we're doing. I can't, that's not gonna, that's not gonna work. You hear what I'm telling you? I'll, I'll be in trouble if that's what I'm saying to God. I've got to be able to stand before God with clean hands and a pure heart and say, Lord, I preached your gospel. I preached your truth. I told them to repent. I told them to be baptized in Jesus' name. I told them to receive the Holy Ghost. Talking in tongues. I told them to come out from among them and be you separate. Saith the Lord, I told them to pray and fast and worship and be faithful. I told them you were coming soon. What are you looking back for? What are you looking back for? What is it that's enticing you back to the world you know God delivered you from? Lord, help me. God, don't let it be my fault, Lord. Don't let it be my fault, Lord. Let me paint the picture the way it needs to be painted. Maybe I haven't told you what's ahead of you quite like I should. Streets of gold and walls of jasper, gates of pearl. Hallelujah, a city where we'll never grow old. Maybe I haven't said it the way it needs to be said. Maybe I haven't described it where you'll never grow old. There's no cancer there. What are you looking back for? There's no diabetes there. What are you looking back for? There are no funerals there. What are you looking back for? There's no hate, racism, envy, lust, pride there. What are you looking back for? There's no addiction. There's no brokenness. There's no sorrow. There's no sadness. What are you looking back for? Hey, 
Some of you are flirting with the world. Remember Lot's wife. Some of you are tantalized by the world. Remember Lot's wife. Some of you got one foot in the world, one foot in the church. Remember Lot's wife. You don't think the fire will get you. You don't think the brimstone will get you. Remember Lot's wife. She was judged on the same day, but was not judged by fire. You think because you've learned how not to go to hell, you can play games. I'll tell you what's wrong. You forgot Lot's wife. You see, you forgot the judgment of God, that he is righteous, that he is holy. I know he is love. He is love. But I'm going to tell you what he's not going to do. He's not going to create a place for us that where he is there, we may be also, and then fill it with a bunch of sinners. This is one of the promise. He said there's not going to be any thieves there. There's not going to be haters there. There's not going to be murderers there. That's a promise. If you got something in your heart that can't go to heaven, you're not going either. Arrogance can't get in. Hear what I'm telling you. Pride can't get in. Haughtiness can't get in. Lust of the eyes. Lust of the flesh. It can't get in. Mistreatment of your brother and sister can't get in. Envy and jealousy. You hear what I'm telling you? Racism and prejudice and bigotry and maliciousness and unkindness. You hear what I'm telling you? Homosexuality, fornication, adultery, lasciviousness, transgenderism. It can't go in. There's a highway there. It's a highway called holiness. None can go up there but the pure in heart. Somebody lift your hands to him right now. Somebody who remembers. Somebody who just remembered that God is holy and he is just. He is holy and he is just. And you're not going to trick him. You're not going to trick him. This is a real thing. I know he's merciful, but he is just. This is a real thing. Hallelujah. All across this building, I think we ought to stand to our feet. Lift our voices unto the Lord. Call upon his mighty name. Call upon his mighty name. Call upon his mighty name. He 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hear the heart of God today. Hear the heart of God today. He calls unto you not out of condemnation, but out of mercy. Just as the two messengers called to Lot. Get up, get out, arise, go. I want you to come out. Come out. Come out of that bondage. Come out of that bondage. In the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, there are chains breaking all over this house right now. Hallelujah. There are chains breaking all over this house right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I know you can hear the heart of God. I know you can. I know you feel his love. I know you can. His spirit is here to save. His spirit is here to save. There is no greater cruelty than to let somebody sit in a place that is destined to be condemned and not give them the warning that the judgment is coming. I cry unto you in the name of Jesus, not as a condemner, but as a merciful messenger of the Lord on this day that God is love and he's reaching for you before his judgment comes. Glory. Come on, if you believe it, lift up a praise unto him. If you believe it, lift up a praise unto him. Ha 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I need somebody who needs to be refreshed in the presence of God. I need you to come right now. Come on, if you need a touch of God right now, I want you to come right now. Come on, that's it. God bless you. You need a touch from God right now. That's it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, that's it. That's it. If this were the day the Son of Man was to be revealed, I think we ought to pray like this would be the day that the Son of Man would be revealed. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Hallelujah. 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 As you come forward, I want you to bring everything to God right now. Bring Him your pain. Bring Him your shame. Bring Him your heartache. Bring Him your sin. Bring him, bring him your confusion. Bring him your questions. Don't feel bad because you have questions. Bring those questions to him. He is a faithful God. He is a loving God. Come on, that's it. That's it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. That's it. Reach, reach, reach for him. Reach for him. Reach for him. Come on, that's it. Something's happening right now. Something's happening right now. You need some change to break in your life. You need some change to break in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead and let it happen right now.
that's it. Let the word cleanse you today. Let the word purify you today. Deliver.